Hola amigos, welcome to Drive the World with the Global Goulets. I'm Brian. I'm Eric. And I'm Alex, and we are the Global Goulets, three New York City-based adventurers who quit our steady jobs to travel the world and film it all for TV. In this weekly audio stream, we'll give you a unique, real, and raw behind-the-scenes look into our current week of travels. In return for spending a few minutes with us, we'll provide you with three distinct things. First, we're going to bathe your brain with the natural sounds from our travels, sending you soundscapes that will take you out of your headphones and onto the road with us. Next, we'll give you a little story that we found particularly unforgettable. We'll wrap things up by teaching you the palabra of the week, a Spanish word or phrase we learned on the road and how we came to learn its meaning. The sound you hear in the background is the sound of dogs barking and crickets chirping around the Mexican city of Guanajuato, a vibrant and rustic city nestled in the mountains, filled with small winding cobblestone streets, green garden plazas, and colorful houses layered on top of one another. From our campgrounds, which is pretty much a parking lot, we can hear the howls of the hundreds of dogs that hang out on the rooftops of the city, barking at each other and those passing by day and night. In our tent, looking out on the clear sky, these sounds served as our lullaby. Story time. The lost passport and a night in Mexican jail. So about Guanajuato. Well, to be honest, our first visit didn't go so great. What happened, Alex? Well... Let's take you back to Zacatecas, another charming mountain town about four hours north of Guanajuato, roughly the distance between New York and Boston. After three days in Zacatecas, we were refreshed and ready to hit the road towards Guanajuato. Upon arrival, we found our way to our campground on a hilltop overlooking this city of colorful and arresting beauty. Ready to explore, with a hunger to boot, we started walking down the cobblestone streets towards the UNESCO-protected town center. As we approached the center, Eric asked an innocuous question. Do we all have our passports? On the last rally, a drive from London to Mongolia, Eric asked this question all the time, to the point of annoyance. I learned to tone it down a bit. And And we we learned learned to to ignore ignore him. him. I usually leave my passport behind and just carry a photograph with me. So I said, nope, didn't take it with me. And then I realized that not only did I not take it with me, I didn't even have it at all. Not anywhere. Classic. For some reason, I decided to hide it. Had, my passport had all of our pesos in it, so I decided to hide it under a garbage can under the sink. Obviously, assuming I wouldn't leave without my passport, I'd find it. Um, and I think, I think no, I left without my passport. Shit. I had hidden it, even from myself. We couldn't go on. Our only choice was to go back. We filled our stomachs with some amazing salchicha tortas, sausage sandwiches in the kitchen of a local abuela, Grandma, and hit the road for the 200 or so mile drive back to Zacatecas. We knew we'd be breaking our number one goulet rule, no driving at night, a commitment we particularly wanted to hold to in Mexico. Of course, we got a bit lost along the way, then got hit by a torrential rainstorm, which unexpectedly turned into a sudden hailstorm.
but we made it back to the hostel. And finally, some good news. They had Alex's passport. Got it. Passport acquired. Yeah. <laughs> this is a huge, massive relief. Now we go sleep in a parking lot somewhere <laughs> in our car. The show can go on. Yeah, the uh, show must go on. The show must go on. Now the question was, where do we sleep? After a sobering moment the night before about the state of our budget, we realized the hostel in which the passport was left was just too expensive. We had heard through an online forum that one guy before us had been able to sleep in his car under the watch of a security guard at the top of Serra de la Bufa, the towering mountain peak overlooking all of Zacatecas. Not having any better options, we decided to give it a try. At the top of the mountain, at some time around midnight, we spoke with a policeman who, to our surprise, said it was okay to sleep in our car. Phew. As we prepared for an uncomfortable night of car sleeping, something we were unfortunately used to, the policeman came back and offered us a space to sleep in his cuadrito, a small room in his police quarters, knowing full well that sleeping in the car really meant sitting upright in the car and not sleeping. We jumped at the opportunity. As he showed us to the cuadrito, we noticed thick steel bars at the entrance to this tiny room. It was readily apparent that this wasn't a bedroom at all, but a cramped holding cell. So we are in the jail cell on top of the mountain, <laughs> on top of Sierra La Bufa. The officer has let us sleep in the jail cell for the night. That looks like it fits too comfortably, uh, but we've slept in worse. So <laughs> there's a big iron door um, that hopefully the guy leaves open. <laughs> But it was indoors, warm enough, and we could feel somewhat secure by the fact that we were being guarded by a policeman. We'd also paid 100 pesos. Before us, I'm just trying to think how many drunk barachos and criminals have slept in this room. Like, the last person to sit in that chair was probably vomiting on himself. <laughs> Lying closer together than we had since the Mongol rally, in a Tetris-like formation, waking up frequently to the sounds of police reports on our guard's police radio, we got some shut-eye, woke up in the morning, and took off for Guanajuato. Again. Passport retrieved. And that is the best night anyone's ever had in a Mexican jail cell. Palabra of the Week. Cabrito al Pastor. Roasted baby goat. On our first night in Mexico, we went bold. In the city of Monterrey, we decided to feast on the city's signature dish, cabrito. And we had all of the cabrito, from its legs, to its shoulder, to its tongue, to its brain, which we scooped straight from its skull. Brain. I'm going to eat it. That looks like uh, hot sauce. This is a big piece of brain. <laughs> Actually, it's really good. Is it? In fact, it bah. Really good. <laughs> bah. Are you becoming a, you becoming a goat? <laughs> yeah. When we finished our feast, the waiter led us into the kitchen where Alex used a meat cleaver to chop the next diner's goat carcass in half. Muchas 
Muchas gracias for listening. And a huge shout out to Saul Guanipa, who created the original music for this podcast. Thanks, Saul. Thanks, Saul. Thanks, Saul. You can check out more of his stuff at saulguanipa.com. That's S-A-U-L-G-U-A-N-I-P-A.com. And if you haven't already, join our mailing list on our website, www.globalgoulets.com, where you can also track us in real time via GPS. And also talk to us on social media, at Global Goulets. Until next week, hasta la vista, Goulets. Good shit. When we finished our feast, the waiter led us into the kitchen, where Alex used a meat cleaver... Chop the diners. Who wrote this? Goat carcass in half.